friends, and welcome to Coached by Tara, the podcast where Tara... Hi, that's me. ...coaches me, hi, I'm Mike, on different pop culture stories and phenomenons and whatever. I don't know. I still don't have that intro figured out. <laughs> but today, and as we have been for the past seven previous episodes, we are yes. covering Twilight, the first book of Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. And this week, we are moving on to Chapter 8. Yes, Chapter 8. Ooh, I was so excited. But before we get to Chapter 8, oh, yes, I let's... have to recap Chapter 7. Yes. Which, luckily, I remember it was called Nightmare. I, I, I can never remember. Tara never remembers, but I always remember. And I know that you always just edited the podcast. I just edited that one. So <laughs> This is the same bit we always say. It's the same bit we always say. Six foot six, blue spiky hair. <laughs> gloves and tennis Stop. shoes sonic the hedgehog fan fiction no 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 uh smoky the bracula anyway <laughs> chapter seven called nightmare basically uh bella has a nightmare where she's in the woods and she sees jacob who she met the previous chapter and he will re-met they're like re-met. The old family they knew each other yeah. were like you know but you don't really know that person anymore when they're like you know when you're like a little kid you met yeah them or whatever. that's true so he turns into a werewolf your shorts are really soft. Tara just like rubbed my leg in the middle of my... <laughs> I didn't mean to distract you. I just yeah. had to reach over because they were soft. So I did what I had to do. I did what do. I had to do. You did what you had to do. You and rubbed I my just leg. rubbed your leg and it distracted you highly. Thank you. Uh, anyway, he turns into a werewolf. And then Edward shows up. And Edward's got, got teeth. Got sharp teeths. Like a vampire. And he's like... Like a vampire. Come, come with me, Bella Swan. And and she's like, okay. And the werewolf, Jacob, is like, what the fuck? No one's cocking me. So he jumps at Edward going for the jugular. She somehow knows this in the dream. And she screams, no! And then she wakes up. I think that's basically the gist Also, Mike was there. Pretty weird. He was like, Bella, come on. You gotta run or something. Yeah. Who knows why Simp Mike was there? Anyway. She wakes up and she's like, oh, this dream's fucked. This is my... My life is fucked now. I'm, I'm... in love with a vampire lord and she notices that in the dream she didn't care about like the wolf the danger of the wolf she was worried for edward true right she also then she goes on the internet and she's like she has dial-up and tara doesn't really know much about dial-up because she's young <laughs> whatever but do you know about dial-up? it takes forever and she goes to Freaking vamp- gatekeeping dial-up again <laughs> <laughs> she goes to vampire dot vampires a through z edu slash dot org dot organization and (laughs) she reads about different vampires throughout history um including one vampire who fought vampires Hmm. they make it they make a note to to note that one specifically um and also there's they she talks about they have superhuman strength and they have you know they're they're Mm -hmm. charming and they have good looks and all these different vampires different records then she gets mad at herself. It's like, why the fuck am I looking up? Why am I Googling vampires? Which Google didn't exist, but why am I Googling vampires? So then she, she's like, I'm just going to go. And then she like just sprints off into the woods like some kind of wild person. And then she... The, she's just like having an existential crisis. Right. Kind of. Right. And she goes like, mm-hmm. well, you know, maybe this is true. Maybe I'm not silly. I mean, the... The woods, the forest is old or something. She says something weird like that. Like, the forest has been around forever. Maybe it could be true. And it's like, yeah. okay, Bella, like, She's fucking like, easy. Yeah. But fuck, fucking easy with this hippie bullshit. So then anyway, she uh, goes to school the next couple days and Edward's not there. 
and she's very saddened by that. Mm. And there was one interaction with Simp Mike that's probably important where he asked her out on a date. Oh, that was like, really weird. And she's like, are you serious? What about Jessica? And he's like, what? Mm-hmm. Jessica? Who's Jessica? No, he doesn't say that, but. <laughs> Who's <laughs> Jessica? I don't know. The- oh, the, the dumb girl that wants me to go to the dance with her? No, he doesn't say that. Basically. He might as, he might as well. And then that it, she uh, gets into the car with Jessica to go dress shopping with her for the Jessica dance. Jessica and she, Angela, yep. For the dance that she's not going to. Yep. Because she's just like, yeah, whatever. It's just something fun to do. Yes. And she she could already feel her excitement growing by the time they left the city limit or something exactly. like that. Exactly, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's the recap of Chapter 7, Nightmare. Chapter 8. What's the name of this chapter? And then I'll make my guess. It's pretty... Wait, what? <laughs> What's the name of it? And then you'll make your well, guess. No, I'll make my prediction for what the chapter brings. Oh, I was like, we, we, we stopped guessing the names because there's no way I'm going to get them. No, there's no way. So this ha- this chapter is pretty straightforward. It's just called Chapter Eight. Poor Angelus is it's where they're going. Oh, poor Angelus. Okay, so I made this prediction last episode, but I'm going to reiterate. I think Edward and maybe members of his family are going to be in Poor Angelus for some reason, and they're going to run into them. Oh yes. Okay. That's my prediction. That. Also, I just want to say, we I know we read emails and stuff the last few episodes. I was with some friends last night who I've been recently catching up with, and they told me that they were going to Marathon Twilight today, and I had to tell them about this podcast. Oh, wow. And they were like, definitely Team Carlisle, too, so... So shout out to Corn oh, yes. and team, the the president of Team Carlisle. I was just like, DJ yes, Korn. I feel this like on a personal, a very personal level. Okay. So yeah, just had to throw that out there. Anyway, Tara. Yes. Are you ready to walk with? And you're not dragging me this time. I'm oh, willingly. You're willingly walking. I'm wi- we are hand in hand, huh. holding hands, walking through the door, the threshold. We've been invited in by the vampires. Or wait, that's not. You invite vampires, and that's not how that works. Anyway, we're walking through to visit the world of Twilight. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right, we'll be right back. Michael? Yes, Tara? Are you ready to be coached? I am so ready. Let's do this. Okay. Port Angeles. This is like... Like, I'm I'm hyped for this this episode, honestly, because... The shit kind of get real here? I feel like I keep saying that, but this is where things get real, you no, know? No, what you keep saying is that we're going to start rolling. And like, we, we are rolling. rolling. This is the roll of the ball. Okay, let's Things do are rolling. Things are rolling. They get to Port Angeles, obviously. Um, actually, it's really weird. Effort. Well, it's not weird, but like I think it's a little weird. weird. I think it's weird, and people think it's weird probably because Jessica talks about how her dinner with Mike the night before went really well, but we all know that he that wanted, he to, go wanted to go with Bella, but she doesn't know. So, anyways, she was hoping that by Saturday night for the dance that they get to the first kiss stage. <sighs> so. She big developments, big developments in the simp Mike slash Jessica. Can you be a simp if there's someone simping for you? Yes. I don't know. Because like a simp to me, like means you got no chance. Yeah. 
I don't know. Oh, we'll explore this more. We will. Episodes. Yes, exactly. Bella's pleased to hear that because she's like, you know, she's over Sint Mike. She's like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, man. exactly. Exactly. And then Angela is going to like happy to go to the dance, but she's not really super interested in Eric, who she's going with. Oh, so, so she Eric, got stuck with chess club Eric. Yes, yes, yes. Is Eric like the the leader of the chess club or does he just happen to be in chess club? I don't think club? we know like... We don't know the hierarchy of the chess club? We don't really know anything. I think she just like called him that. I don't even know if... I'm sure wow, he's Wow, so it. he's not even in the chess club and she was just like chess club Eric. I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, I do not know like anything about Eric, so... <laughs> All right, if there's anybody out there that's the president of the Eric fan club, please uh, reach out to us. <laughs> podcast at gmail.com, please. <laughs> So then it describes Port Angeles a little bit about how it's like a little touristy little, it says a beautiful little tourist trap that it's like a lot more polished than Forks is like as a town. So I'm I'm sure like it has like a bunch of little shops and stuff. Right. But there's like a boardwalk by like a bay. Oh, yes. And, the boardwalk. You know, lots of stuff. The dance is like a semi-formal dance. Okay. Apparently. And they are like not really sure what exactly that means. So they're like, you know, they're like, I, we have to search for these dresses and we don't even really know like what counts as semi formal. Right. Which to me, I feel like semi formal would be like homecoming da- dresses, like where they're kind of shorter. They're not like super long. See, but I've seen some people really deck, deck themselves out for homecoming. So I don't know if that. I always wore like, I always wore like, cocktail length dresses which is like right after right before the knee for those types of like dances and then like for prom i would wear the really long mm. ones see i would i guess i guess for homecoming i wouldn't wear like a coat yeah you would just wear the shirt, the and, the shirt and the tie i feel like that's semi-formal yeah maybe we should have a semi-formal <laughs> a sadie hawkins yeah are you gonna ask me i don't know can you just ask me to the sadie hawkins dance please you might have to wait, see what happens. I gotta look at my options. Well, you know, if someone else asks me first, I can't say I'm waiting for you. <laughs> you won't. I mean, you're not giving me like if you would say yes, I'm asking you, then I'd wait. But <laughs> okay, I'm asking you. Okay, okay, All right. okay, All right. good. I'm glad we got that good. down. You asked me. We're going together. Yes. So anybody else out there in the audience, please, uh, ladies, ask your men or ladies to the Sadie Hawkins dance. Yes. If you're a lady asking a lady, I guess it doesn't matter which one asks. Whatever you desire. Right. If you're a man asking a man, you you can't. That's against the rules of Sadie Hawkins. I don't think it's like a set in stone rule. Like nobody's going to like have like no one's going to like they do don't something have like crazy. Queer, queer laws for Sadie Hawkins where it's like. I don't know. They should. I think it's just like everyone is equal. They can ask who they want to ask. No, because Sadie Hawkins is the girl. Ask the guy. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty. A it's an old school right. thing. I'm saying let's reform the Sadie Hawkins rules. Okay, we'll do that. Guys can ask guys. The end. The end. Reformed. Reformed. Officially. You're welcome. I don't like to use the word hero often, but I think what oh, I just did was heroic. Is that right? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. You're 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 welcome, uh, queer community. LGBTQ friendly. Yes, we are. We are. We fry, re- fry like we that, truly are. Fly that rainbow flag. I feel like you sound sarcastic, but like we. No, really I'm are. not. Okay, I'm, I'm really not. I just don't. We want... support people of all types. Yes, we do. Maybe we just ditch out on the Sadie Hawkins altogether, and we just have a regular dance. Well, what what about like Steve Hawking, <laughs> Stephen Hawking dance? 
What would that like? I don't know. <laughs> I I wanted to think of a name that was that's a, a male name. That's a somehow worse. A, a traditional male name, like so, like guys, but Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I think that's somehow worse. We're somehow like discriminating in that. We're not though. How am I discriminating against Stephen Hawking? The man's brilliant. He just can't walk. That's true. But he can't dance, is what I'm saying. He could move that chair. Yeah. He could get down. We just love everybody, is my point. Yes, we do. And so should you. Or else don't even listen. Just leave. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we need to cut all that out. I don't want to be politically incorrect. Also, don't fucking listen if you don't agree with us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's just kidding. But really. But really. Human rights. Get out here, bigots. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there's a ton of bigots listening to our Twilight podcast. <laughs> oh, Lordy Lou. just like a... Oh, God. Just, I just can't. There's Not someone even. someone sitting somewhere with a MAGA hat and a Confederate flag in their room going, God damn it, no, I can't listen to my favorite Twilight podcast. This is bullshit. <laughs> Oh, God, here we go. Anyways, I guess we should get back to the actual story. <laughs> Tara, you need to stop taking us on these tangents. Oh, yeah, is that right? Yeah, that's right. I guess I kind of started it. Did I? No, yeah. that was definitely me. No, I definitely started talking about dresses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have known that was going to go to the place it went? I, so, yeah, I didn't. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> so... So they're talking about those semi-formal and then Jessica and Angela are, are surprised when Bella tells them that she's never been to a dance, like not even in Phoenix. And they're like, didn't you ever go with a boyfriend or something? And she said, really? Like, I've never had a boyfriend or anything close. I didn't go out much. And she's kind of like asking why. And she's like, well, no one asked me. Like, no one ever she's asked like, me. She's like, I'm only hot shit here. I wasn't hot shit in Arizona. <laughs> basically. It's basically. basically what she's saying. She looked, but then it says she looked skeptical. People ask you out here, she reminded me, and you tell them no. <laughs> and then it says, well, except for Tyler, Angela amended quietly. Excuse me, I gasped. What did you say? Tyler told everyone he's taking you to prom. Jessica's informed, Jessica informed me with suspicious eyes. He said, what? I sounded like I was choking. I told you it wasn't true, Angela murmured to Jessica. I was silent, still lost in shock that was quickly turning to irritation but we had found the dress racks now and we had work to do so basically like Tyler would, was just like yo I'm going to prom with her she were, said yes well remember like when he asked he her said, he was like prom. there's always prom and she was like uh he took that as a oh my god bold move yeah. by the man who couldn't even control his car in a fucking parking lot true <laughs> so true and almost killed her bold move very bold bold so then it says, that's why Lauren doesn't like you, Jessica giggled while we pawed, pawed through the clothes. I ground my teeth. Do you think that I, if I ran him over with my truck, he would stop feeling guilty about the accident? That he might give up on making amends and call it even? <laughs> Maybe Jess snickered, if that's why he's doing this. So they're just like gossiping. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't just assume that it's yeah. do, he's doing it out of guilt. I think but he's she's, a simp. But she doesn't realize. Yeah, she doesn't realize. She's, mm -hmm. she's simp bait. Yeah. Bella simp bait. She definitely is. Um, so then it describes how like they are choosing different dresses. I don't know 
if it matters the details about the dresses of that they choose or whatever. So I'm just going to skip over that. Bella describes that the process of them like finding dresses was like a lot easier and shorter than like t- trips that she'd taken with her mom Renee at home. But it's like limited choice, like a lot more limited choices in the town that they're in too. So then they have to like go look out for shoes and accessories and she's just like critiquing them like she's helping them choose and stuff like that it says like the girls night high was wearing off in the wake of my annoyance at tyler leaving room for the gloom to move back in so she's just like progressively like thinking about it more and just like getting super irritated and like going back to how she was feeling last chapter where she was like thinking too much about things that she didn't want to think about so then she is like trying to attempt to like ask things about the Cullens, but she doesn't want it to be weird. So I'm just going to read this part. It says, yeah, because she she seems to always ask about the Cullens. She, yes, she does. So she says, Angela, I began hesitant while she was trying on a pair of pink strappy heels. She was overjoyed to have a date tall enough that she could wear high heels at all. Jessica had drifted to the jewelry counter and we were alone. Yes, she held her leg out, twisting her ankle to get a better view of the shoe. I chickened out. I like those. I think I'll get them, although they'll never match anything but the one dress, she mused. Oh, go ahead. They're on sale, I encouraged. She smiled, putting the lid back on a box that contained more practical-looking off-white shoes. Um, Angela? She looked up curiously. Is it normal for the Collins? I kept my eyes on the shoes, to be out of school a lot? I failed miserably in my attempt to sound nonchalant. Yes, when the weather is good, they go backpacking all the time. Even the doctor. They're all real outdoorsy, she told me quietly, examining her shoes too. She didn't ask one question, let alone the hundreds that Jessica would have had unleashed already. I was beginning to really like Angela. (laughs) So then she, like, drops the subject because she's like, this is... I don't even know. Like, she's probably like, oh, this is weird. Like, like, I can't ask more questions. It's going to be conspicuous otherwise, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. She, if she asks more, she's clearly just like <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So then it says that they planned on going to dinner at like a little Italian restaurant that's on the boardwalk. But the since the dress shopping hadn't take as taken as long as they'd expected, Jess and Angela were gonna take their clothes back to their car and then like walk down the bay. But uh, Bella wants to go like check out a bookstore that's in Port Angeles. So of she's like, she does. So she's like, oh, like, I'll meet you at the restaurant in an hour. Like, I want to go to this bookstore. And they're like, oh, we can go with you. And they're like, she's like, no, like, you guys go have fun. Like, I get preoccupied when I'm like around books anyways. So like, it's fine, you know. And so she had no trouble finding the bookstore. But it wasn't like what she was exactly kind of looking for. It was like crystals, dream catchers and books about spiritual healing. Like when she got there, and she oh, was like, oh, so it was like a hippie store. Yeah. She was like, oh, like, I, this isn't. Like, this isn't what I wanted. She wanted, like... She wanted a normal bookstore. She wanted, like, the bookstore from Beauty and the Beast. Yes. And what she got was a hippie store. Kind of, yeah. And then... So she doesn't even go in. She's like, oh, like, I guess there's got to be, like, a normal bookstore in town. Like, I'm just going to go look around. So she's, like, going around the streets, and the traffic is kind of getting a little bit heavier because it's, like, end of the work day, you know? Mm-hmm. Try so it says I was trying so hard not to think about him and what Angela had said and more than anything trying to beat down my hopes for Saturday fearing a disappointment more painful than the rest when I looked up to see someone's silver Volvo parked along the street and all came crashing down on me yes. stupid unreliable vampire I thought to myself yes I he's s- there yes 
I don't I don't think that means he's there. Oh, it? she just saw a silver Volvo. Yeah. I thought it was implied. She's that just it was like, oh, uh, she's just like, you know, she's wrestling back and forth. She's like, right. I can't like cause I you know it's so hard. He's like, You can't be my friend. Like, we can't be friends, but here we are. We're friends. You're right. Um it says, I stopped in a southerly direction towards some glass-fronted shops that looked promising. But when I got to them, they were just a vacant space in a repair shop. I still had much time to go, too much time to go looking for Justin and Angela yet, and I needed to get my mood in hand. Yeah, my mood in hand before I met back up with them. I ran my fingers through my hair a couple times and took some deep, beep, deep breaths before I turned around the corner. I started to realize as I crossed another road that I was going the wrong direction. Little foot traffic I had seen was going north, and it looked like the buildings here were mostly warehouses. So basically, she is like trying to find her way back to the boardwalk. Yes. A group of four men turned around the corner I was heading for, dressed too casually to be heading home from the office, but they were too grimy to be tourists. As they approached me, I realized they weren't too many years older than I was. They were joking loudly among themselves, laughing raucously. I don't know how to say that word. I think you got it. Raucously? Raucously. Raucously. They were they were rack rackless. They were laughing. Yes. <laughs> and punching each other's arms. I scooted as, as far to the other, to the inside of the sidewalk as I could give them room, walking swiftly, looking past them to the corner. Hey there, one of them called as they passed. And he had to be talking to me since literally no one else was around. I glanced up automatically. Two of them had paused, the other two were slowing. The closest, a heavy-set, dark-haired man in his early 20s, seemed to be the one who had spoken. He was wearing a flannel shirt open over a dirty t-shirt, caught off jeans and sandals. He took a half-step towards me. Hello, I mumbled, a knee-jerk reaction. Then I quickly looked away and walked faster toward the corner. I could hear them laughing at full volume behind me. Hey, wait, one of them called after me again, but I kept my head down and rounded the corner with a sigh of relief. I could still hear them chortling behind me. So she was like, oh, my God. I found myself on a sidewalk leading past the somber colored warehouses, each with large bay doors for unloading trucks padlocked for the night. The south side of the street had no sidewalk, only chain link fence topped with barbed wire protecting some sort of storage yard. I'd wandered far past the part of Port Angeles that I, as a guest, was had intended to see. It was getting dark, I realized, the clouds finally returning, piling up on the western horizon, creating an early sunset. So she's like, crap, I'm lost still. Couldn't she just, like, walk towards the pier, the bay? Doesn't she know where the water is? I, I don't know. She's Isn't just, it just in a direction? She just lost her sense of direction. So she had left her jacket in her car, and a single, a zing, a single van passed me, and the road was empty. And then the scar... The sky like darkens more and she's like, crap. And I realized with shock that two men were walking quietly 20 feet behind me. They were from the same group I'd passed at the corner, though neither was the one, the dark one who'd spoken to me. I turned my head forward at once, quickening my pace. So she's like doing like that thing that most women have had to do in their life where they're like, she's like going through things in her mind. Like, where's my following? Yeah, where's my purse? Like, my purse is on my shoulder strap. I don't know. I know exactly where my pepper spray is. Like, right. Like, what are my next moves? Like, do I accidentally drop my bag and walk away? Like, do I, like, are they thieves? Like, are they right. creepers? I don't know. Right. So then she's like trying to figure out what to do. And she's kind of like, I actually run, like, 
She's walking as quickly as she can without actually running. Right. And just just like focusing on like the fact that there's like a right hand turn like up ahead of her. As she reaches the corner, she realizes that like she's only turning in to a hat like to like she says it's revealed that it was only a blind drive to the back of another building. Right. So she reached a dead end. <laughs> I was half turned in anticipation. I had to hurriedly correct and dash across the narrow drive back to the sidewalk. The street ended at the next corner where there was a stop sign. I concentrated on the faint footsteps behind me, deciding whether or not to run. They sounded farther back, though, and I knew they could outrun me in any case. I was sure to go. Tr- to, I was sure to trip and go sprawling if I tried to go any faster. So like hashtag clumsy. The footfalls were definitely farther back. I risked a glance over my shoulder and they were maybe 40 feet back now, but they were both still staring at me. It says, it seemed to take forever for me to get to the corner. I kept my pace steady, the men behind me falling ever so slightly farther behind with every step. Maybe they realized they had scared me and were sorry. I saw two cars going north past the intersection I was heading for and exhaled in relief. There would be more people once I got off this desert, deserted street. So she skipped around the corner with a grateful sigh and skidded to a stop. The street was lined on both sides by blank, doorless, windowless walls. I could see the distance two intersections down that more pedestrians, street lamps, cars, and all of those things were like farther away. Because lounging against the western building midway down the street were the other two men from the group, both watching with excited smiles as I froze dead on the sidewalk. I realized then uh, that I wasn't being followed. I was being herded. So like the other two men were like, Pushing right, her right, into right, 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 right. where the other two guys were. So the, all these four guys are like there. It's pretty scary. That's creepy. It's really creepy. There you are. The booming voice of the stocky, dark haired man shattered the intense quiet and made me jump. In the gathering darkness, it seemed like he was looking past me. Yeah, a voice called loudly. We just took a little detour. So it was like the people behind her that were talking. They like kind of like closing in on her. And she says, stay away from me. I warned in a voice that was supposed to sound strong and fearless. But I was right about my dry throat. No volume. Don't be like that, sugar, he called. Mm. And the the laughter started again behind me. I braced myself feet apart, trying to remember through my panic what little self-defense I knew. Heel of the hand thrust upward. Uh, hopefully breaking the nose or shoving it into the brain. Finger through the eye socket. Try to hook around and pop the eye out. And the standard need to the groin, of course. That same pessimistic voice in my mind spoke up then, reminding me that I probably wouldn't have a chance against one of them, and let alone four. Shut up, I commanded. The voice before terror could incapacitate me. So she's like, it's all happening in her head. She's like, what do I do? Here's my self-defense. Like, blah, 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 blah. I wasn't going out without taking someone with me. I tried to swallow so I could build up a decent scream. Headlights suddenly flew around the corner, the car almost hitting the stocky one, forcing him to jump back toward the sidewalk. I dove into the road. This car was going to stop or have to hit me, but the silver car unexpectedly fishtailed around, skidding to a stop with the passenger door open just a few feet from me. Get in, a furious voice commanded. It was amazing how instantaneously the choking fear vanished. Amazing how suddenly the feeling of security washed over me, even before I was off the street. As soon as I heard his voice, I jumped into the seat, slamming the door shut behind me. <laughs> what you thinking? I've Mike's nev- shaking his head right now. I've never been so angry to be right. <laughs> How did he know? How did he know she was going to get attacked? Big sigh of relief, but basically. That's very poggers, Bella. So basically he's like speeding out of where they were. 
Put on your seatbelt, he commanded, and I realized I was clutching the seat with both hands. I quickly obeyed the snap as the belt connected was loud in the darkness. He took a sharp left, racing forward, blowing through several stop signs without a pause. But I felt utterly safe and for the moment totally unconcerned about where we were going. I stared at his face in profound relief, relief that went beyond my sudden deliverance. I studied his flawless features in the limited light, waiting for my breath to return to normal until it occurred to me that his expression was murderously angry. Are you okay? I asked, surprised at how hoarse my voice sounded. No, he said curly, and his tone was livid. I sat in silence, watching his face while his blazing eyes stared straight ahead until the car came to a sudden stop. I glanced around, but it was too dark to see anything besides the dark trees around the roadside. We weren't in town anymore. Bella, he asked, his voice tight controlled. Yes. Are you all right? He still didn't look at me, but the fury was plain on his face. Yes, I croaked softly. Distract me, please, he ordered. I'm sorry, what? He exhaled sharply. Just prattle about something unimportant until I calm down, he clarified, closing his eyes and pinching the bridge of his nose with his thumb and forefinger. Um, I'm going to run over Tyler Crowley tomorrow before school. <laughs> he was still squeezing his eyes closed, but the Tyler Crowley <laughs> put Sorry, the I corner of his mouth twitched. Why? He's telling everyone that he's taking me to the prom. Either he's insane or he's still trying to make up for almost killing me last. Well, you remember it. And he thinks prom is somehow the correct way to do this. So I figure if I endanger his life, then we're even and we, he can't keep trying to make amends. I don't need enemies and maybe Lauren would back off if he left me alone. I might have to total his centra though. If he doesn't have a ride, he can't take anyone to the prom, I babbled on. I heard about that. He sounded a bit more composed. You did? If he's... And so she's like disbelief. She's like, what the fuck? Even he... He heard about this. Mm -hmm. If he's paralyzed from the neck down, he can't go to prom either. She mothers. And then wow. he. Wow, Bell, a little dark. And then finally he like sighs and like opens his eyes and he's like, and she's like, are you better? And he's like, not really. And they're just kind of like sitting there like this is like, like what the heck just happened? Awkward. Yeah. And she's like, what is wrong? He says, sometimes I have a problem with my temper, Bella. He was whispering. So they were like both whispering to each other. And as he stared out the window, his eyes turned, his eyes narrowed into slits. But it wouldn't be helpful for me to turn around and hunt down those. He didn't finish his sentence, looking away, struggling for a moment to control his anger again. At least that's what I'm trying to convince myself. So he's like trying to he's convince He's like, himself. I want to murder them. Yeah. She's like, oh. She couldn't think of a different response. So she's like, well, Jessica and Angela will be worried. I was supposed to meet them. Like it was a full like half hour or more like after they were supposed to meet and he just like doesn't say anything else and turns the car back on and like goes back into town so he's like oh well, i guess i better bring her back <laughs> type of thing you know right. they like arrived at the restaurant that she was supposed to meet them at and she goes how did you know where I began, but then I just shook my head i heard the door open and turned to see him getting out what are you doing i asked I'm taking you to dinner. He smiled slightly, but his eyes were hard. He stepped out of the car and slammed the door. I fumbled with my seatbelt and then hurried to get out of the car as well. He spoke before I could. Go stop Jessica and Angela before I have to track them down too. I don't think I could restrain myself if I ran into your other friends again. They're like, she sees because they're like basically like walking away from the restaurant at that mm -hmm. point. So okay. she runs up to them and they're they're like, where have you been? Like Jessica was like, where have you been? And she said, I got lost. And then I ran into Edward. Would it be all right if I joined you? 
he asked them like so he like was he asked them in his like irresistible voice Mm -hmm. would it be all right if i joined you and they were both like, do vampires eat spaghetti? <laughs> vampires can't eat spaghetti. And then Jessica's like, so overtaken by his beauty. She's like, sure. But then Angela is nice and honest and says, um, actually, Bella, we already ate while we were waiting for you. Sorry. Oh. So it's because Jessica was just about to be like, oh, yeah, Jessica's totally. Like, I'll go to dinner again. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I want to go to dinner again. And um, Bella's like, that's fine. I'm not hungry. And Edward's like, I think you should eat something. <laughs> he looked up at Jessica and spoke slightly louder. Do you mind if I drive Bella home tonight? That way you won't have to wait while she eats. Uh, No problem, I guess. So Jess is like, what the fuck? They're just like, OK, well, like, see you tomorrow. Like. Okay, bye, you know. Right. So weird. Like, I feel like, I feel like in the movie, it kind of portrays it pretty good because, like, that's, like, one of the things they don't portray pretty well is, like, the awkwardness of, like, like, a, like the nonverbal speaking between the people. Mm. I think they have that conversation now. I'm like, do they? Maybe I'm just thinking of something in my head. Mm. That's pretty sad. But I'm I guess picturing, we'll find like, out when we watch the movie. Yeah, I'm picturing like this nonverbal, like, are you right. good? Like, you good? Okay, you're you good? good? Okay, we're going. You good? We're leaving. We good. We good. So then she's like, but honestly, though, I'm not hungry. And he's like, just humor me. <laughs> he's like, I am, but I'm not eating spaghetti. <laughs> so they. I could sink my teeth into some lasagna. Some lasags. Some lasags. Oh, that sounds really good. Blood lasagna. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so then. They go into the restaurant and she like notes how the host is like a good looking girl and like she is automatically like, oh, my God, this is this man like coming in this restaurant. It's good looking. Blah, blah. And she's like, oh, a table for two. And she's like trying to be like, are there more people coming? Like she wants to know who who this guy is because right. he's like flaming hot, you know, flaming, flaming, <laughs> flaming hot, hot Cheetos, flaming hot Cheetos, flaming you know, hot Edward. Yes, exactly. That's a Photoshop for someone. I like that. Photoshop a Flamin' Hot Cheetos bag, but with it. Yes, I like that. So then the waitress, like, puts them at this really, like, this table, like, right in the middle of the restaurant, like, at this busy restaurant. And Mm -hmm. he's like, can we have something a little more private? And the waitress, like, looks, like, sad. She's like, like, oh, it is a romantic thing, you know. She's like, okay, how's this? And he's like, oh, it's perfect. And it says he flashed his gleaming smile, dazing her momentarily. And she's like, um, your server will be right out. And Abella says, you really shouldn't do that to people. It's hardly fair. She says, he says, do what? She says, dazzle them like that. She's probably hyperventilating in the kitchen right now. He seemed confused. Oh, come on. I said dubiously. You have to know the effect you have on people. He tilted his head to one side and his eyes were curious. I dazzle people you haven't noticed do you think everybody else gets their way this easily (laughs) he ignored my questions do I dazzle you frequently I admitted so she like says it she just says it (laughs) crazy (laughs) she just says it she just says it she just says it I think you're dazzled by Edward oh I'm 100% dazzled by Edward I do not even have to like (laughs) deny I was. See, I think I might be more of a Jacob guy. You don't even know. I might. It's weird because I feel like as I reread them and rewatch them, my stances change. But like for sure, in this first one, I'm 
hundred percent dazzled. Okay. I'm a dazzled. You're team dazzled. I'm team dazzled. You're um, team flaming hot. Time I am team flaming. Time flaming heat. Time flaming heat. Oh god. Tara's so dazzled. She can't I'm speak. just so like frazzled. Edward's reaching out frazzled from the words, the pages of the book, and grabbing her. Frazzled and dazzled. <laughs> all You're in frazzled, one. dazzled. <laughs> um. So he then he asks, "How are you?" Like they order stuff, and he's like, "How are you feeling?" And she says, "I'm fine. You don't feel dizzy, sick, cold. Should I?" He chuckles at her puzzled tone. Well, I'm actually waiting for you to go into some sort of shock. He, his face twisted up into that perfect crooked smile. I don't think that will happen, I said after a breath. I could breathe again. I've always been very good at repressing unpleasant things. Just the same, I'll feel better when you have some sugar and food in you. Right on cue like that. We just crumbs with their drinks and some breadsticks and stuff. And oh, breadsticks. Oh, I know. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Breadsticks. And then she orders food and then he... Says no thank you. Like he's not getting any food. Yeah, vampires don't eat spaghetti. <laughs> she gets mushroom ravioli. Ugh. Oh, it sounds so good. Bella, disgusting. What? Stop. Mushrooms? Stop. That sounds <sighs> good. So then. I think we should stop this podcast. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's over some fucking mushroom ravioli. <laughs> um, And then she's like realizing like when she's taking drink, drinks of the Coke that it, she's super cold and she's like shivering and He's like, don't you have a jacket? His voice was disapproving. Yes. And then she looks at the empty bench next to her. Oh, just I left it in Ed, in Jessica's car. Like, she's like, oh, I didn't even realize I didn't have it, you know. And then he, he gives her his jacket. Oh, my God. <laughs> she so he hands her the jacket. And she was like, when he was like taking off the jacket, she was like ogling at him. She was like, oh, look at was his Was he like body. shirtless under the jacket? No, oh. but he's just wearing like a sweater and it's like snug around oh, his like yeah, shoulders and so stuff. snug. It's so snug. <laughs> I didn't realize I was, I was reading smut. <laughs> You're not reading it. Is this, is this a Danielle you, Steele book? Maybe I should just change it all, and like, and you'll never know. Like, you would never know if I was actually just changing this all to like That's a true. smut. Just like you'll never know if I'm changing how you sound on the podcast. True. So we have to, we have to have a mutual a, honesty, a mutual honesty truth yes. thing. Yep. Okay. But I'm just picturing Fabio right now on the cover of a Daniel Steele book. Hmm, interesting. Probably like that muscular at least. Yeah. But not that tan. He's pale. He's and his hair pale. is not long like no. Fabio. No, no, no. So she says she says thank you and she puts on the jacket and it says it was cold. The way my jacket felt when I first picked it up in the morning hanging in the very drafty hallway. I shivered again. It smelled amazing. I inhaled, trying to identify the delicious scent. It didn't smell like cologne. The sleeves were much too long, so I shoved them back so I could free my hands. That color blue looks lovely with your skin, he said, watching me. I was surprised. I looked down, blushing, of course. He pushed the bread basket towards me. Really? I'm not going into shock, I protested. <laughs> you should be. A normal person would be. You don't even look shaken. He stared, he stared into my eyes and I saw how light his eyes were, lighter than I'd ever seen them, golden butterscotch color. I feel very safe with you, I confessed, memorized, mesmerized into telling him the truth again. That displeased him. His brow furrowed. 
He shook his head, frowning. This is more complicated than I'd planned, he'd murmured to himself. <laughs> Usually you're in a better mood when your eyes are so light, I commented, trying to distract from him from whatever had left him frowning and somber. He stared at me, stunned. What? You're always crabbier when your eyes are black. I expect it then, I went on. I have a theory about that. His eyes narrowed. More theories? Mm-hmm. I hope you were more creative this time, or are you still stealing from comic books? His faint smile was mocking. His eyes were still tight. Well, no, I didn't get it from a comic book, but I didn't come up with it on my own either, I confessed. And he prompted, but then... Oh my like, god, she's gonna break the treaty. But Bella, then... no! <laughs> Bella, don't do it! You're gonna say Jacob said it, and that's gonna break the treaty, and you're gonna cause a war! <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Just wait. Bella! Just wait. No! <laughs> Fuck. So then the waitress brings her food. And the more uh, stupid stuff happens, like food stuff. Yeah, food stuff. Like he and... slurps up the spaghetti. No, he doesn't. She just eats. He says, you were saying... I'll tell you about it in the car if... I paused. There are conditions, he raised an eyebrow. I do have a few questions, of course. Of course, he says. He says, well, go ahead. First, why are you in Port Angeles? He looked down, folding his large hands together on the table. His eyes flickered up at me from under his lashes, the hint of a smirk on his face. Next. But that's the easiest one, I objected. Next, he repeated. <laughs> I looked down frustrated. So she's like, what the fuck? I gotta come up with another question. She says, okay, then. Let's say, hypothetically, of course, that someone could know what people are thinking, read minds, you know, with a few exceptions. Just one exception, he corrected, hypothetically. All right, with one exception, then. I was thrilled that he was playing along, but I tried to seem casual. How does that work? What are the limitations? How would that someone find someone else at exactly the right time? How would he know he, she was in trouble? I wondered if my convoluted questions even made sense hypothetically he asked sure well if that someone let's call him joe i suggested <laughs> he smiled wryly joe then if joe had been paying attention the timing wouldn't have needed to be so exact he shook his head rolling his eyes only you could get into trouble in a town this small you would have devastated their crime rate statistics for a decade you know we were speaking of a hypothetical case, I reminded him frostily. He laughed at me, his eyes warm. Yes, we were. Shall we call you Jane? How did you know, I asked, unable to curb my intensity. I realized I was leaning toward him again. So she, he's like kind of wavering at that point. He's like has like some sort of internal dilemma. He's like, what the? Right, right. He doesn't want to tell us. Yeah. His eyes locked with mine, does. and I guessed he was making the decision right then whether or not to simply tell me the truth. You can trust me, you know, I murmured. I reached forward without thinking to touch his folded hands, but he slid them away minutely, and I pulled my hand back. I don't know if I have a choice anymore. His voice was almost a whisper. I was wrong. You're much more observant than I give you credit for. I thought you were always right. I used to be, he says. He shook his head again. I was wrong about you on w one other thing as well. You're not a magnet for accidents. That's not a broad enough classification. You are a magnet for trouble. If there's anything dangerous within a 10 mile radius, it will invariably find you. <laughs> and you put yourself into that category, I guessed. His face, his face turned cold unequivocally. 
I stretch my hand unequivocally. Yes, yes, yeah. So then she like tries to touch his hand again, and she touches the back of his hand shyly with his fingertips. His skin was cold and hard like stone. Mm, cold and hard. Mm-hmm. Like stone. <laughs> so then he leans toward her. <laughs> I followed you to Port Angeles, he admitted, speaking in a rush. I've never tried to keep a specific person alive before, and it's much more troublesome than I would have believed. But that's probably just because it's you. Ordinary people seem to make it through the day without so many catastrophes. He paused. I wondered if he, it should bother me that he was following me. Instead, I felt a strange surge of pleasure. He, sh- he stared. Mm, he followed me. <laughs> he stared. He followed me to Port Angeles. <laughs> That's so hot. That's so hot. It's flaming hot. Uh, it is flaming hot. It's flaming hot. She said, did you ever think that maybe my number was up the first time with the van and that you've been interfering with fate ever since? That wasn't the first time, he said, and his voice was hard to hear. He was speaking quietly, basically. Your number was up the first time I met you. I felt a spasm of fear at his words and the abrupt memory of his violent black glare that first day. Remember when he was like really creepy when she mm-hmm. first saw him? Uh, but the overwhelming sense of safety I felt in his current presence stifled it. And he's like, you remember? And she's like, yes. And he's like, she's like, yeah, I remember that day. And he's like, and yet here you sit. She said, yes, here I sit because of you, because somehow you knew how to find me today. He like is like, okay, well, you should eat and I'll talk. So, you know, there's just a lot. He's he's going to probably unravel a lot. So here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm kind of not ready. Unravel it. Unravel it, Tara, now. (sighs) Just take a moment. (laughs) Unravel now. Do it. I just feel like I'm reading so much of it, but it's like. It is what it is. It is what it is. Unravel it. It's harder than it should be keeping track of you. Usually I can find someone very easily once I've heard their mind before. He looked at me anxiously and I realized I had frozen. I made myself swallow the food, then stabbed another ravioli and tossed it in. So she's like, oh my God. <laughs> tossed she another... tossed it in. I just tossed the ravioli in my open mouth. <laughs> what the fuck? i was keeping tabs on jessica not carefully like i said only you could find trouble in port angeles and at first i didn't notice when you took off on your own then when i realized that you weren't with her anymore i went looking for you at the bookstore i saw in her head i could tell that you hadn't gone in and that you'd gone south and i knew you would have to turn around soon so i was just waiting for you randomly searching through the thoughts of people on the street to see if anyone had noticed you so i would know where you were I had no reason to be worried, but I was strangely anxious. He was lost in thought, staring past me, seeing things I couldn't imagine. I started to drive in circles, still listening. The sun was finally setting, and I was about to get out and follow you on foot. And then... He stopped, clenching his teeth together suddenly in fury. Then what? I whispered. I heard what they were thinking. He growled, his upper lip curling slightly back over his teeth. I saw your face in his mind. It was very hard. You can't imagine how hard for me to simply take you away and leave them alive. His voice was muffled by his arm. I could have let you go with Jessica and Angela, but I was afraid if you left me alone, I would go looking for them. He admitted in a whisper. I sat quietly, dazed, my thoughts incoherent. Good God, what the fuck? 
he was like she was just like what is happening not just that the fact that he literally was reading their minds he was reading their minds to murder them because they were rapists <sighs> so then he she's like the vigilante we need <laughs> not the vigilante we deserve this that's wrong wrong rob Hansen oh, movie. Sorry. yeah sorry. yeah so then he's like are you ready to go home and she's like i'm ready to leave um so then yeah are you ready to go i'm ready to leave i'm ready to leave <laughs> in different contexts that sounds sexy. <laughs> so then they're like you know pay like he pays and blah blah blah, blah. he didn't even eat yeah he paid for her do you have a gift card <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't know It'd be cool if he had a gift card yeah that might be nice yeah <laughs> well so he doesn't need gift cards he's like you know i I had this gift card. It's been sitting in my wallet forever. I just used it anyway. Not a big deal. But instead, he's using like cash. You yeah. Know? It's like, oh. <sighs> she just let him pay. She just let him pay. She's she's ungrateful. He had a bill in his hand already. That like before she could even have a moment to think about it. He had a gift card. He had a bill. <laughs> and it's one of those ones. That was no like, change. He said no change. One of those. One of those gift cards that has like five different restaurants on it it's like that italian restaurant port angeles red lobster, red lobster olive, garden. olive garden dave and busters <laughs> and carabas cheesecake factory, cheesecake factory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some restaurant you've never heard of before yeah and that ba was the bahama breeze, bahama like breeze. in michigan <laughs> yeah bahama breeze uh the yard house <laughs> And that okay. Italian restaurant in Fort Angeles. Angeles on the pier. <laughs> so true. It's like you always get those gift cards and you're like, I'm never going to fucking use right, it right. at this fucking. <laughs> at this I might as well just go to Red Lobster fucking... and buy $25 worth of biscuits. <laughs> I'm not going to ever go to fucking Bahama Breeze or Carabas yeah. or something. He's I like, guess. man, I've had this gift card in my wallet for like three years. Is it expired? <laughs> I guess I got to go spend it on this one random Italian restaurant. Right. <laughs> they go to his car. <laughs> and he... Oh my gosh. Are you okay? No. <laughs> I can never recover from like laughing really hard like that for some yeah, reason. So they go back to the car or he the, he walks close beside her to the car door, but he's careful not to touch her. He says he is still careful not to touch me because like she touched his hand and it was like cold and, you know, I remembered what Jessica had said about her relationship with Mike, how they were almost the first kiss stage. I sighed. Edward seemed to hear me and he looked down curiously. Like I looked at the sidewalk, grateful that he didn't seem to be able to know what I was thinking. They just get in the car. And Edward pulls out through the traffic without a glance, apparently without a glance, flipping around to, to head toward the freeway. Now, he said it significantly, it's your turn. And that's the end of the chapter. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's yeah, a lot. So we find out that he can read minds. He confirms he can read minds and that those guys were raped. He basically confirms. Yeah. yeah. But he can't read hers. Basically, he confirms. He confirms he, she's the only person whose mind he can't read, which is probably why he's so intrigued by her. Mm -hmm. 
Those people were definitely creepy. Yeah. Yeah, they were. At the least, they were just really creepy. I think they were rapey. Yeah. I, I think they they don't say it, but they make it very clear by the fact that he wants to kill them. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Just, and that their thoughts were not good thoughts. So. I mean, do you think? I mean, that's pretty crazy that he can read minds, though, right? I mean, I knew he was a vampire, so. Yeah, but not all vampires read minds. Can I tell you? I would have been more surprised if he had ate some spaghetti. Yes. I would have been like, holy <laughs> oh shit, God. he can eat food too? Yeah. He's the ultimate vampire. That's crazy. He can eat spaghetti? Well, like... With meatballs? Does that... Do you understand why he's so charming then, like, to other people, like, in the previous chapters? He can read what their thoughts are, so he can... He can conform yes. himself to the way that he... That- I, their reaction should be that has a part of it but there's still like a mag magnetism to him that is one has to do with his looks yeah oh yeah for sure yes but also they there's too often where she describes his voice as like very soothing and mm-hmm. very to where you i i don't think i can say that that's not part of it Oh, I think, I think it's the it's whole just package. Like, right, that's what I'm saying. It's it's not like he's like controlling it's them. It's like he can hear what they're thinking, but he's also super charming. He's very good looking and he knows how to okay. turn here's, it on. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying say I have Edward's powers, except my vo- like I don't have that that soothing quality to my voice. Like say 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 Edward was Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. And he was like is it okay if I take Bella out of class today, nurse? The nurse would be I, like, I, I guess. Not, I'm not telling you that's wrong. I'm telling you that you're right, but... Yeah. Jafar! Good we, God. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm saying it's the total package. Oh, I know. I know. Okay. I know. I'm not arguing with you. I'm, I'm not arguing. You're arguing. I'm arguing. You're arguing with me. Um, anyway. We're not going to Bahama Breeze. Fuck. And I really wanted like a drink from a pineapple. I've been to a Bahama Breeze, just not in Michigan. <laughs> How dare you? I'm allergic. I anyway, know. <laughs> crazy shit. Crazy shit. And now we're gonna find out what he wants to know from her in the next the next chapter. So hell yeah. We'll see. Anyway, if you want to reach out to if, us, yes, please go email us at cbterrapodcast at gmail dot com, or reach out to us on Twitter at. CB Terrapod and or you can now mail us things. Ah, yes. Uh, physically snail mail, you if can you will. Mail us um, at P. Well, we'll put it in the description. It's in the Discord, and but it is also no. I'll just we'll just put it in the description. I'll just say it. Oh. PO Box eight one five nine Kentwood, Michigan four nine five one eight. You can address that to me or Tara. Mostly me. And if you want to send us a letter. You can do that. Yes. Also, you can join our Discord. The link is in the description. We we talk about toilet. But mostly. And there's we a talk... spoiler channel where you can talk about spoilers with Tara. Yes. I, mo- I will not be there. Mostly that. Uh, mostly that Discord is for uh, Michael's Kingdom Hearts podcast. There's, so a whole, there's a whole CBT section. If you're into Kingdom Hearts, you can check out the other parts of that Discord. Oh, you're plugging my other podcast. Yes, I am. You were like arguing with me, and I'm just trying to plug I just you. Want to, I want people to understand it's not just for that. Oh, I know. It's for the Twillet, too. The Twillets. Twillets. The, twi- the Twihards. Twihards. All you Twihards <laughs> out there. All, um, you, all you flaming hot freaks. What else? That's it. Tara, That's it. 
Thank you so much for coaching me. You're welcome. Bye, everybody. Bye.